Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Zoe Sharp, the author of the compelling and wildly entertaining Charlie Fox series. Zoe, welcome. Thank you. I have been reading this series, I can't say since the very beginning. I've been reading it since the first book was published in the United States, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. But I'm a big fan of this series, which is sort of a requirement to have a series retrospective type show on uh, crimefiction.fm. So it's a real treat for me to have you on as a guest. Tell listeners, if they don't already know, who Charlie Fox is and sort of walk us through this world for her without giving away too much because we want people to read the books and there's a lot of backstory involved in the books. There is, yes. And I think when you write any series character, you have to make a decision. Do I keep them static or do I develop them and move them on and they change as the series goes on? And I made that decision with Charlie. So when we first meet her in the in the very first book, Killer Instinct, she's been thrown out of the army. She's teaching self-defense in a slightly run-down northern town in the UK. And by series um, number 10 in the series, she's working as a bodyguard in New York. So uh, she does develop as the series goes on. And I wanted to look at a character who would be very capable of taking care of herself, but would not sacrifice her, well, her feminine side, I suppose. Um, I didn't want to write, what, what? how do they refer to it, a guy in nylons. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure that you couldn't just uh, change the names around, though when her first name's Charlotte, Charlie, I suppose uh, you could be forgiven. People have occasionally said, oh, I thought it was a guy. Um, so, yeah, she has quite a dry sense of humour. She's very, very good in a tough situation, um, and there are sides to herself that she doesn't like, which is taking her... She's still kind of coming to terms with those as the series goes on. Yeah, she had some challenges in the Army, and we won't get into that. Um, and then throughout her development, uh, there's there's a fascinating relationship uh, that goes on. Uh, she winds up working with a fairly good-sized security firm that's that's, I found, fascinating, the whole concept of that firm and the things that they do. Um, just a, a wonderful series, and and the character development that that you've explained is is a big part of that. I'm glad you didn't just choose to make her a static character like so many people do. Well, I can see the the attraction of doing that because it means if people come to the books, it doesn't matter which order they they pick up the books. Um, whereas though I've always tried very hard not to give away, uh, you know, vital plot points of what happened in the previous book, that some of the storylines, uh, certainly on the personal level, do interrelate. I've tried to give her a personal journey in every book, as well as the sort of crime thriller element of the, the each individual book. Another of the things that I think makes the books particularly interesting is all the detail that you go into uh, about the business of being a bodyguard. That's it, it's just fascinating stuff. There aren't, I mean, there are more bodyguard type books now than there were when you started. But when I first, uh, when I read the first one, it's like, wow, this is really unique. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things there. And then of course I wanted to have a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, there's some people, um, 
don't quite get the idea of what guarding a body means. But anyway, we'll we'll move swiftly on there. Um, <laughs> she is, um, yeah, she's she's been an interesting character. And if I didn't continually find her interesting, I would not have you know continue to write about her but doing the research about the the um technicalities of the business is one of the fascinating things for me and i'm very interested in all that kind of technical stuff the secret is you do a lot of research and then you leave about 90% of it out otherwise hmm. you're writing a training manual mhm now let's let's talk a little bit. I mentioned earlier that I read the first book that was released in the United States, which I think was the fourth book. And so the the series has had sort of a long, strange journey that has a little twist at the end. So can you sort of walk listeners through the the journey of this series? <laughs> uh, yes, it did get very confusing. I called the fourth book, it was called First Drop, and I just, that was from a roller coaster analogy because the book actually starts off, uh, Charlie's on a roller coaster with the teenager she is, um, she is looking after. And I liked the, 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 the title to use that title because it, it was a good metaphor for the story as a whole. Once you've got to the top of that lift hill on a roller coaster and you're looking at the first drop, that's it. You can't get off. You can't mm-hmm. stop. There are no breaks. You just have to hold on tight and hope you survive to the end of the ride. And that was the the picture I had in my head for that um, for that book. And my first American publisher said, "Hey, great! Could the next book be called Second Something?" <laughs> um, and and as is always the way with these things, they say this is only a suggestion, but let's not forget who's making it. <laughs> so I went, oh, "Okay." Um, by that time, I'd already written the next book, which of course I wasn't thinking of numerical t- titles. So the next book was called Roadkill. Um, and the book after that was going to be called Fall Line because similar kind of thing. If you're up a mountain and you're skiing, then the fastest way downhill is the fall line. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you fall over, that's where you're going to head. And that was my working title for it. And that eventually became Second Shot, which was fitted the book because she does get shot twice on the first page. I'm not terribly kind to my main character. (laughs) No, I, I I can completely agree with that. So, yeah, the, the numerical titles carried on up to Fifth Victim. Um, and then I decided, OK, I, I can get rid of this now. I've changed publishers. Uh, it's no longer a requirement. So what actually became book 10 is called Daisy. And now just to make things really complicated, um, I'm going to write a prequel. <laughs> I remember, I've been on your mailing list since the very beginning, and I remember getting uh, an email list early on that said, these other books are going to be available. And, and in my own mind, it was first drop, second, third, I'd, I'd read them all. How could there possibly be any more books? It was very confusing to me. And I actually think I replied to that email message, and we had a little bit of an email conversation, and you Include me in as to what happened, as to what happened, and 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 that's why I think this whole journey thing is is so fascinating. And it's sort of the the life of an author. It's like you write these things, you don't really have total control over them, and then the whole idea of now you're writing the prequel after all this time. <laughs> 
Well, I, I do keep getting asked, you know, when are we when are we going to get the story of of how Charlie got to the situation she was in in, in the first book? Mm-hmm. And I've always been very reluctant to do that because Killer Instinct picks up her life at a point where she finally makes the decision she has been a victim in the past and that's where she really turns the corner, where she retakes control of her life. Um, Somebody tries to make her a victim again and she deals with it and that sets the tone for all the books that follow. Um, But I wanted to look at not necessarily what happened to her when she was undergoing training for special forces, but actually what she did when she was still back in the regular British Army, what she did to make to give her her chance at training with special forces, because women are still not uh, given combat roles in the UK military. They're certainly not trained for special forces. And for her to have made that leap, okay, this is a world of fiction and when it's your world, you can do what you like. But you have to, I like to retain a little verimilicitude, if not actual authenticity. It has to feel real. It has to um, be, be, um, you know, relatively realistic in its concept. So I wanted to go back and find, you know, what she did to come to special attention that would make her worthy of, of them taking that risk with her. So that is the story I'm going to tell. Well, that'll be interesting, and I'm, I'm sure that everyone who's familiar with the series will look forward to that. I, I was chatting with a friend the other day uh, about your books, and the friend said, I should read one of those. Which one should I read? And in my own mind, I'm thinking, okay, the first one was really good, but the first one was really the fourth one. But then when I read the first one, I really enjoyed the first one. <laughs> but then there was this other one that I really enjoyed. And so I wound up just essentially saying, start at the beginning, if you can figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but that's, that's all going to be clarified very, very soon because of this last twist that I that I alluded to earlier. There's a twist with the series. So why don't you talk about that for a minute, if you would? Uh, yes, I'm very excited that um, New York publisher Felony and Mayhem, uh, the delightful Maggie Topkiss, who uh, is the publisher there, she has taken on um, the entire backlist, which will be coming out in, in very uh, eye-catching new editions. Um, from Killer Instinct right the way up to book seven, which is Third Strike. Yes, it is confusing. Stick with <laughs> us. Um, and uh, and also the novella, Absence of Light, and the first standalone I wrote, which is The Blood Whisperer. So those they're out in sort of a special limited edition for the big mystery convention at BoucherCon, which uh, is coming up very soon. And uh, then they'll be coming out sort of, you know, um, in stages next year, sort of officially. But you will be able to get your hands on some sneak um, advanced copies uh, if you uh, if you contact Felony and Mayhem. 
And we are, this, this show is going to go live around the first day of BoucherCon. So when you hear this, if you're, out Boucher, if you're at BoucherCon, you'll be able to get copies there. You'll also be able to get them. You're going to be in New York, and we'll talk about that in a minute. You'll be able to get them there. But my favorite thing about these new covers, they are eye-catching. They're beautiful covers, um, but they all have little numbers on them. So people like me, who have so much trouble figuring out what the first book in a series is, can now figure this out. Well, yes. I mean, I tried to I tried to slightly clarify things by adding the book number onto the end <laughs> of the title. Um, so it would be, you know, um, something like uh, Hard Knocks Book Three. So just to try and make it a little easier, because it is it is very annoying when you can't work out what the first book in a series is, and you want to start at the beginning. So, I mean, primarily I'm a reader. I was a reader long before I was a writer. So I want to make it as easy for everybody else as I would want it for myself. Now, at BoucherCon, you are one of two international guests of honor. Do I have the title right there? Uh, yes. How, yes. how prestigious is that? <laughs> I'm hoping that they'll give us tiaras. I think my, my, my fellow guest of honour, um, uh, Alan Guthrie, the Scottish author, I think he would look lovely in a tiara. I'm, I'm sure he would appreciate that. And maybe he would maybe he would hope that you would have a crown. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're on the agenda. I know of at least one panel that you're on. Are you on more than one or is it, it just one? I'm on the the closing panel, which should be fun. We've we've been asked to come up with um, stories, horror or otherwise, from our first con, con conference or convention mm -hmm. experience, which should be a lot of fun to recount. Um, and obviously, there's Margaret Marin and Kathy Reich, and it's, it, that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. I'm on the panel about um, writing violent fiction. No idea why they've Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that. Yes, I mean, I do cosies, obviously. Um, You're British, and, uh, it's got to be cosy, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, all tea in the drawing room and the butler did it. Yes. Um, although I did, as a little nod to that, at one point, I did in one of the books have Charlie stab somebody with a knitting needle. <laughs> So that was just as a as a little nod to the to the cosy element. I thought that would uh, go down quite well. Um, and um, I'm also doing. I was asked uh, by Art Taylor to contribute to the BoucherCon short story anthology, which is called Murder Under the Oaks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm doing the the panel on that. They've asked us to read because there's a lot of contributors who are attending, and they've asked us to read just a like a minute piece of each story. So you're going to get a very interesting patchwork of the stories from the anthology for that panel. That should be a lot of fun as well. And then you're going to New York and you're doing an event. You're doing two events, one with, uh, one with Lee Child. Uh, yes. Lee has, has um, very graciously uh, said he will, he will do an event with me at uh, book culture on Columbus um, which is absolutely great. I, I'm very fond of Lee. I've known him for quite a few years now, and that's on uh, October 12th, and that should be wonderful. And then afterwards we arm wrestle to see who pays for dinner. <laughs> He's taller than you, so make sure that he sits down low. Yeah, but I fight dirty. <laughs> and you have another event there as well. I, I don't remember what that was, if you want to mention that. Uh, yes, the uh, the Centre for Fiction, they've asked me to give a masterclass 
to their Crime Fiction Academy. Now, it's open to um, sort of all comers mm -hmm. as well. Um, I'm doing a, a, about a, a half an hour masterclass talk on writing a series and on finding the right jumping off point for your for your story because these days people seem to have shorter and shorter um, amounts of time to read and when they pick up a new book they need to know very quickly whether they're going to like it or not. So finding that that really good opening and that uh, that right point in the story to to start with is very important. And then I'm doing a Q and A with the with the students as well after that. But it's I'm. I'm, I'm following Lawrence Block. He's there, I think, this week. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be a very tough act to follow. Well, you're following Lawrence Block on this show, too. I had him on the show. Uh, by the time this airs, it will have been two weeks ago. And uh, what a treat that was to, to chat with him. Just a, a living legend. Yes. Well, there you go. You see, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm almost stalking him. <laughs> I'll be going through his trash before you know it. Zoe, where's the best place for people to find your books both now and after the first of the year? They are available from uh, all good bookstores. They will be on most of the um, sort of internet sales sites. There will be this this limited uh, run print run that's being done for BoucherCon, and then Felony and Mayhem are going to start bringing out the print versions uh, in the new year, and we'll we'll gradually bring the whole the whole lot out um, over. I think just the course of next year, which will be great because um, I'm very keen on supporting libraries and independent bookstores, and I know they've been struggling to get hold of of copies. But this should make it much easier for people just to go into and support their local indie bookstore and go in and order copies from there. Which is terrific. It's something that I think we all want to do or, or to support those bookstores. And I mean, the, the bookstore that you're going to be at in New York is fairly new. They had some other locations and they just opened this big store a couple of years ago in an area where all the bookstores had moved out. So that look, I've not been there, but it looks like a wonderful place. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the store and, um, and catching up with Lee. And what's the best way for listeners to keep up with you and your work? Well, I do, uh, um, I was going to say a regular newsletter, but... Uh, <laughs> you might get some laughter from me. <laughs> yes, it has, it has been a little erratic over the last year. Um, but uh, I'm, I've just put out a, a new, brand new newsletter at the moment. It's um, what I've been reading. It's the latest publications. It's news. Uh, things like I've just signed a, a TV film option with um, an American actress, uh, which I'm I'm absolutely thrilled about. She's very keen to uh, to to develop Charlie for the screen, which would be lovely. That's um, an actress called Kathleen Rose Perkins. So I I put all this into the the newsletter, and of course um, I also like to offer my readers. I want to develop offering them advanced copies and uh, and the occasional treat and freebie and uh, and things like that as well. And I can say that there is a freebie in this one, but you have to be a subscriber to get it. You do. You so do. To, to subscribe, you would go to your website, which is zoesharp.com, Z-O-E-S-H-A-R-P.com. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Zoe, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you very, very much for inviting me.
This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do stop by the website, please sign up for my email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like the Charlie Fox series from Zoe Sharp. Thanks for listening.